2: good morning and welcome to dirt radio friends of the earth's radio show on 3cr we're coming to you live from the 3cr studio on wurundjeri land in the kulin nations we'd like to acknowledge that sovereignty of these lands was never ceded and pay respects to elders past present and those emerging I am Megan Williams, your host for today, and with me in the studio is the wonderful, the legendary, (laughs) long-term voice of Dirt Radio, Phil Evans. Good morning, Phil.
0: Morning, Megan. How are you today?
2: I'm very well. Excellent. Have you enjoyed a few weeks away from the microphone?
0: I have, but I'm super excited to be back in the studio and talking about all of the exciting things going on around Friends of the Earth and the wider grassroots activist scene in Melbourne.
2: Mm, And it's very good to have you here. Now, today on the show, Phil will be talking to Friends of the Earth Climate Justice Spokesperson Lee Eubank about why Victoria might miss its its net zero greenhouse gas emissions target and also check out what is happening with the upcoming federal election this year at friends of the earth we're celebrating 45 years of resistance that's 45 years we've been mobilizing communities resisting the oppressive forces of patriarchy and capitalism and transforming our future to be one where we have a safe and secure climate that's coming up later on the show but first we've got an update from the Japorong protection embassy and this community service announcement
3: On March 16, the Sintani region of Jaipura in West Papua was hit by massive flooding and landslides, killing at least 89 people with more than 6,000 people evacuated from their home. 74 people are missing and 159 have been injured. This disaster is the result of torrential rain coupled with devastations of the mountains, waste management, polluting and clogging waterways leading to flash flooding and mudslides. At this time, West popon people need your help more than ever. Help us reach our goal to raise $10,000 to provide emergency supplies, food, first aid, nappies, baby food and milk formula. All money raised will go directly to Yayasan Abdi Budaya Nusantara of foundations facilitating the evacuation camp in Sentani, West Papua. Donate online at https slash project flood relief really for West Papua. West Papuan people need you. It's time to help and don't make them feel alone.
4: You now can withdraw your troops and move off our lands, thank you, in orderly fashion. Thank
3: you very
4: much.
2: Welcome back to Dirt Radio. Over the last few weeks, we've been keeping you updated on the news coming out of the Japurung Protection Embassy. Two weeks ago, police moved in on the camp uh, and were set to, oh, sorry, the camp that was set up to protect sacred trees from being destroyed for a road widening project on the Western Highway. Since then, Aboriginal sovereigns have been fighting in court to have these trees protected, and last week the news came out from and th- uh, sorry, and last week, this great news came out from camp. Take a listen.
4: Hello there. How are we, ladies and gentlemen? Little brothers or uncles or Uh We've just had some news come back in. The great news today is... Major Roads Victoria projects have uh, agreed to an undertaking uh, in court that they uh, will not start works um, until the 22nd of April. I can tell you right now, if uh, I hadn't come and stood on this country with my wife for so long, this country wouldn't be here today. It'd already been gone. All I want to think about right now is healing, uh, having a bit of rest and recovery, recuperating, re If you can, keep coming to camp, keep joining up, keep coming. Uh, we, can, we can only build on it and make it make it better. So, uh, have a wonderful day. Um, and I'll see you at camp soon. Nakin. So,
2: great news. Their uh, works have been stopped and they will be stopped until the 22nd of April. Until then, keep an eye on the Japarong Protection Embassy Facebook page page for ways you can help out. They're raising money for their ongoing legal fees. There is a fundraiser tomorrow night at the Gasometer at 7pm. Uh, And they're also looking for helping hands to come and improve facilities at camp. So keep an eye on the Facebook page uh, and also check out dwembassy.com for more info. Now, next up, we've got Phil talking to Lee Eubank, who is the climate spokesperson at Friends of the Earth.
0: Over to you, Phil. So, it's been a pretty eventful week uh, around climate news. Um, There's been lots of announcements around renewable energy, um, a proposal in Latrobe Valley, uh, the announcement of the first um, tick of approval from the federal government around the Star of the South offshore wind farm. But also, over the weekend, um, Friends of the Earth released some analysis around the net zero emissions target that the Victorian state government has uh, written in the Climate Change Act. Um, saying that those figures are off and Victoria may miss the target by up to 12 years. And joining me on the phone to talk about that and as well as the uh, federal election imminently awaiting to be announced is Lee Eubank from the Acton Climate Collective and Friends of the Earth's climate justice spokesperson. Good morning, Lee.
5: G'day, Phil. good to be back on Dirt Radio.
0: Always a pleasure to have you here. So can you tell our listeners uh, what is the story with the net zero emissions target that the Victorian government has, and where do they come from?
5: Yeah, excellent. Well, if it was up to us um, at Friends of the Earth to have a zero emissions target by tomorrow, (laughs) but that's not the case, Um, what we have done, we've looked at the legislation, the Victorian Climate Change Act, which enshrines... A target of zero emissions by 2050, and we've looked at the latest greenhouse gas um, emissions figures from the state government, and based on the, their own data, we've we've determined that we're actually not currently on track to meet the zero emissions target by 2050. And if we were to maintain the current trend, we'd actually achieve that that um, Reduction in emissions 12 years behind schedule. So, yeah, what we're really trying to do is put it on the um, Andrew government's agenda that they do have to ramp up effort um, when it comes to tackling climate and cutting emissions.
0: Now this almost comes as a bit of surprise because we have seen some um, pretty amazing uh, kind of developments around the energy sector with the closing of the Hazelwood coal-fired power plant a couple of years ago. Uh, we saw Anglesey, uh close even before that and a real ramp up in the use of renewable energy. Um, why is that not telling the story in those um, uh, emissions reductions?
5: Yeah, so what we have, well, we actually have seen A decline in emissions. So um, from 2010 um, to today, we are on a downward trend. It's more about the speed of the decline. And yeah, I mean, as you note, like the closure of the Anglesey coal power plant, the closure of Hazelwood, which was the most polluting coal plant in the um, developed world, they have delivered emissions cuts. And the Victorian Labor government is on track to meet its voluntary target of between 15 and 20 percent cuts by 2020. Um, but yeah, it just isn't enough momentum to actually deliver that long-term target. And, you know, when you think about what's necessary to to deliver a safe climate for us all and for, you know, the generations that come after us, we, we are going to need to be even more aggressive when it comes to reducing emissions.
0: One thing that um, is often criticised in the climate movement is the focus on energy um, to the neglect of um, other sectors which are um, causing greenhouse emissions. Um, In Victoria, I know that the uh, transport sector is the fastest growing and the second uh, largest source of emissions. Has the government really done any work around that, uh, those sectors, and then agriculture, I know, coming in third?
5: Yeah, look... um We do believe that Friends of the Earth, it's time for the ministers for agriculture and transport, um, Jacqueline Symes and Jacinta Allen, to really get a wriggle on. Um, You know, we are seeing emissions in both the transport and ag sectors growing. Um, And, you know, if we are to meet the long-term target and, um, you know, take some ambitious... um, Sorry, commit to some ambition in the short-term targets, we are going to need to see a heavier lift from those ministers and those portfolios. Um and you know I mean in Victoria, you know, while it's really positive to see the government committing to things like Melbourne Metro One, the new subway tunnel going through town, um, you know, that will bring a lot more capacity to the, the train network. We do need to see a commitment on Melbourne Metro two, you know, we we need to see work undertaken on the suburban rail loop and other, you know, bus and tram um investments.
0: Now, I know you yourself and the Act on Climate uh, Collective are often out in the uh, around the state talking to people about climate impacts that are actually mm-hmm. being felt right now. Um, what yep. are some of the things that people are most talking about?
5: Yeah, so um, two places where I've been um, visiting this year and doing a little bit of on-the-ground work, Apollo Bay and Inverloch. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually um, calling in from Inverloch this morning, um, down here, we've seen um, a really uh, quite worrying trend of um, coastal erosion. Um, we've got some citizen scientists down here in Inverloch that have um, tracked 36 metres of beach that has disappeared since 2012. Um, and, you know, as, uh, just as recently as Monday, they saw a big storm surge come in with a high tide and quite large coastal erosion. So we are going to have some good photographs on our um well good, scary photographs on our Facebook page, probably tomorrow, I'd say. Um, but yeah, what we're really trying to do is highlight the places where climate change impacts are uh, are here and now and can be clearly seen. And it's those case studies that we really want to put on Dan Andrews's agenda um, before he makes a decision about emissions cuts for the for the coming years.
0: Sure. And in terms of um, alternative policies that are out there in Victoria, um, the um, other major Labour uh, Party, the other major party, the Liberal um, mm-hmm. Party, they've kind of been a bit silent since the election on climate, but are probably regrouping thinking about it.
5: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Um, so I think in a, in a little bit of good news, for the first time, the Liberal national opposition have appointed a shadow minister for climate change. Um, we are engaging with um, David Morris, the the shadow, behind the scenes and making sure that there's a good flow of um, information getting to the Liberal Party. But, um, yeah, as you said, there is a little bit of radio silence. Um, The party hasn't committed to the Climate Change Act, so, you know, they don't necessarily have a very strong speaking position in the debate. So I think one of the early hurdles from the, the Victorian opposition is to you know, commit to that act and, um, and then they can really enter the debate with some plans and contributions about how Victoria should be cutting emissions.
0: Sure thing. And speaking of debates, today is the day of the federal budget. So all those accounting nerds and mathematicians get super excited because they get to trawl through hundreds and hundreds of pages of information um, relating to the state of affair in Australia. Um, yep. And it kind of sets a bit of a um, policy outline um, for what can we expect over the next 12 months and into the future from the parties. And that will include uh, kind of policy visions that are about the environment as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Yesterday, we saw that the uh, Labor Party released its climate policy to um, not much um, excitement from the environment movement, was there?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Obviously, the environment movement is a broad church. um, So um, the Climate Council, um, the Australian Conservation Foundation had some positive things to say. Um, Groups like the Australian Youth Climate Coalition were a little bit... um, Less enthused because of the the failure for of of um, the shorten labor government to commit to stopping adani. Um, so yeah, there's kind of a mixture of of response. Um, one thing that friends of the earth were looking for was for um, the bill shorten opposition to rule out using the so-called carryover credits. That would you know allow australia to basically use accounting tricks to meet its international mm. um, climate goals. And yeah, I think they do deserve a pat on the back for that decision because it does actually make the the lift of um, cutting emissions a lot heavier in Australia. And you know, if they can, if we can get them over the line on that, we can get them over the line on on, on more ambition in the future.
0: Um, one of the things that um, came out of that policy was a decision to keep the uh, National Energy Guarantee or the NEG. Um, afloat but um, have deeper targets uh, set within it. Mm. Is that a good idea or is that just uh, really a strong attempt to find some bipartisan approach to climate change at the federal sphere?
5: Yeah, look, Friends of the Earth have been a long-standing critic of the, the National Energy Guarantee, the so-called NEG, that Josh Frydenberg um, designed after many failed attempts at um, getting anything done on energy. Um, but, you know, I've I, I'd see Labor's um, kind of uh, tip of the hat to the neg as more of a tactical move. Um, you know, obviously, if they want to get um, some legislation through the parliament, um, you know, a commitment to the neg or some neg-like thing, it does kind of put the um, the Liberal and the National Party into a, a tough position. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how deep the commitment is to that particular policy. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, what they have committed to as well is ensuring that at least 50% of Australia's um, electricity comes from renewables by 2030. So, you know, they're probably going to have to um, adopt a few other measures if we are to achieve that and actually go beyond it.
0: Sure. Um, one of the things that it did do was uh, throw down the gauntlet to the uh, to the current government to release a um, strong vision of where they stand on energy and climate. Um, what mm. do you think we can expect from the the current Scott Morrison government on climate change this election?
5: Yeah, well, we have seen a short list of um, of projects to bring new generation capacity to the electricity sector from Scott Morrison and Co. Um, that includes two. Um, gas power plants in Victoria, um, some pumped hydro around um, South Australia, Tasmania, New South Wales, and also a feasibility for new coal, uh, or actually um, retrofitting uh, an existing coal plant in Queensland. So, you know, I think all eyes are on the the Treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, and the budget process tonight. Um, obviously, with an election just around the corner, Now's the time for them to, um, to you know, put money down on, on things. And, yeah, if we see any money go towards fossil fuel generation, I think there will be a, a very um, strong response from environment groups around the country and community members that are concerned about climate. The last thing we need is um, is good money going on a bad technology like coal and gas.
0: Strong words there, and uh, I really agree. Um, I hope that uh, we see um, some some nuggets of goodness um, come out of tonight's budget process. Um, And if people want to get involved in, uh, especially the push um, on the state government to to deliver those um, bold and ambitious emissions reduction targets, how can they get involved, Lee?
5: Yeah, um, look, I'd encourage listeners to go to the Act on Climate website, which is actonclimate.com. Dot org.au. And if you do a forward slash and type in on the agenda with underscores between the words, um, that's the best way for people to get involved. Um, we're asking people to email Premier Dan Andrews and key cabinet ministers, including transport and agriculture ministers, and really um, you know start making the case that we do need to see them commit to bold and ambitious targets. Um, It's the only way that they're going to, to achieve the legislated target of zero emissions and it's the only way we're going to secure a safe climate. For
0: sure. And of course, um, Act on Climate Collective meet at Friends of the Earth on Monday at six o'clock. I saw them last night. It was a great group of people. So if you're feeling a little bit uh, unsure about what you can do to help the climate, uh, one of the good things that you can do is get along to Friends of the Earth and be part of our collective decision-making process and collective action to see uh, real things happen around climate change and climate justice. Uh, Lee Eubank, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Phil. No worries. So if you uh, were listening then and you heard Lee talk about a website that um, had a uh, uh, an action on it that will include emailing Premier Dan Andrews about delivering bold and ambitious emissions reductions target, we'll include a link to that in the show liner notes uh, so you can click on and get through. And don't forget to get involved with Friends of the Earth. Um, Monday nights, Act on Climate Meet at 6pm upstairs Get involved We'll be right back in just a moment
1: In December 2017, Tanya Day Proud Yorta Yorta woman and much-loved member of the Aboriginal community Was travelling by train to Melbourne When V-Line staff found her asleep, they called Castlemaine Police And she was removed from the train and charged with public drunkenness Tanya died 17 days later as a result of head injuries sustained while in custody. This would never have happened had the recommendations of the 2001 Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody been implemented. Day's family is calling for the crime of public drunkenness to be abolished and for the implementation of genuine community health alternatives to incarceration. Please add your support by signing the petition at 3CR Reception, 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy or online by entering Tanya Day Petition into your browser.
2: You're listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR with Megan and Phil. We've just been talking to Lee Eubank um, about why Victoria might miss its net zero greenhouse emissions target and also had a look at what's happening with the upcoming federal budget. Of course, if you miss the interview or any of our shows, you can always catch up on the podcast available at 3cr.org.au.
0: And what we need you to do is to feed Radical Radio and subscribe now to 3CR. This is community radio run by the community, for the community and it needs your support. So if you can jump on and subscribe now it's $35 concession concession or pension, $75 waged or $150 solidarity band or organisation, you can do that by jumping onto 3cr.org.au or you can call the station now on 03 9419 8377. That's 03
2: and coming up at Friends of the Earth tomorrow, ban offshore gas. Deliver our postcards to Parliament. Uh, sorry, that's not tomorrow. That's on Thursday the 4th at 9am at Parliament House. People have been signing postcards from all over the state to demand Dan Andrews pulls out, pulls out of offshore gas drilling on the southwest coast of Victoria.
0: Cool. Also, uh, that evening is the first ever meeting of the Pesticide Action Group. Hooray! So unfortunately, insects are dying at really alarming numbers worldwide. Um, It's been called the Insect Armageddon. A few weeks back we chatted to Friends of the Earth campaigner Anthony Amos about what's going on in that. Um, Not only is climate change and land clearing a part of the problem, but pesticides are also a problem. So if you're interested in getting involved in how to stop that part of Insect Armageddon, then come along on Thursday, 6.30 pm at friends of the earth upstairs
2: and um, when was the first tram rolling down the streets of melbourne how much does citylink make uh transurban in profits each year
0: too much when
2: <laughs> <laughs> when was the newest tram for melbourne built If you know the answers to those and many other um, Melbourne transport questions, you should come along to the Trivia Night at the Clyde Hotel. That's Thursday, April 10th at 6.30, Sustainable Cities Trivia Night.
0: Also coming up in just a week and a bit or so is the art auction for the Anti-Nuclear Clean Energy Nuclear Free Colle- uh, Collective. Um, it's called Maralinga Pieces. For on country is the theme. So it's going to be held on April 12th at 5.30pm at the Arena Project Space in Collingwood. Um, so come and celebrate decades of nuclear resistance, stop a nuclear waste dump plan on Aboriginal land and raise vital funds for Friends of the Earth's nuclear Clear free campaign. I highly recommend it. There's some amazing pieces that have been bought in and donated to be auctioned off, and you can check out some of them by looking at the Friends of the Earth Melbourne Facebook page.
2: And if you're interested in wastes, forests, rivers, or climate action, you can pop into Friends of the Earth at 312 Smith Street any day of the week uh, to learn about the campaigns we've got running and how you can get involved. That's just about all we have time for today. Thank you for listening to another episode of Dirt Radio. Up next is the Koori Survival Show, and taking us out will be Monkey Mark with Emergency.
0: Very cool. Yeah, we'll see you next week. See you, Megan.